and Mozambique's elections results have been overturned. This as it appears that the vote favoring the ruling Liberation Front of Mozambique was rigged. Despite the political instability at a six-year high, the East African nation is thriving economically. Lonel, who's senior political analyst at Oxford Economics Africa, joins us with his analysis of Mozambique's political landscape. Lo, good afternoon to you. Thank you for your time. Yeah. All right, I'm keen uh, to uh, understand here what was at stake here with the local election and how did the election commission get the results uh, wrong? Well, the, the Mozambique local election very much flew below the radar um, this year, largely because there have been so many other prominent elections. Uh, the Zimbabwe election in August, Eswatini, and then most recently presidential election in Messi, presidential election in Madagascar. I think that not a lot of people were paying attention to what was happening in Mozambique. The significance for the local elections extends into next year, when they will have their general elections in October next year. And so I think and in many people's minds, and the main opposition in Mozambique, Renamo, is something of a spent force, um, which isn't exactly the case. Um, Renamo is still, is still a significant um, factor in, in Mozambican um, election, perhaps not strong enough to defeat Free Limo in next year's um, election. But they would fancy their chances, and they knew that a good showing in the local elections would set them up for the elections next year. Um, also, as an aside, this was also the first election that Mozambique held um, since the demobilization of Renamo fighters concluded in June this year. So some people described it as Mozambique's first, first peacetime election. Um, it was significant from that perspective. Um, but the election results that was released by the CNE, um, the provisional results, um, days after the election on October 11th, showed that Frilemo had won 64 of the country's 65 elections. Um, the only one that didn't win was in Beira, where the MDM has been in charge for 20 years and was always um, likely to retain control of Beira. But um, Renamo immediately cried foul. They pointed out that um, the election results um, didn't gel with their parallel counts. Um, and they were particularly upset about Maputo because they thought they were in pretty good shape to actually win in the capital. Just Quite a remarkable thing if you consider the dynamics of the country. Um, Renamo's support has historically been more to the north of the country. Um, and they had a very good showing in, in Maputo. Um, and so on October 26th, the, the, the final results were declared by CNE. No changes. Again, 64 of the 65 awarded to Free Lima. Um, at that point, Renamo had already gone to certain district courts challenging those results, sometimes successfully, mostly not. But then it had to be... Um, had to be validated by the Constitutional Council. And then so on November 24th, the Constitutional Council came back and had annulled the results in, in four of those municipalities, including Kelemani, which is uh, the, the provincial capital of Zambezia up north, and three other, three other municipalities, which then awarded to Renamo. They ordered the rerun in one town and a rerun in certain polling stations and three more. Um, and they also shifted votes around um, in, in certain locations, but those shifts didn't result in a, in a change in the final results. Um, significantly, that was Maputo and Matola, um, which is neighboring Matola next to Maputo. And that's, I think, Renamo was very disappointed. I think they were hoping that might be a significant shift in Maputo. The long and the short of it is prior to the election, um, Renamo was in charge of eight municipalities. They're now in charge of four. Perhaps it could be more. Um, with the, the original results, um, would have suggested that Anama was a spent force and that they, they were nowhere. But it also 
meant that Ranamo was threatening not to participate in next year's election. Mm-hmm. Should have been a disastrous outcome, considering that um, there's been relative peace in the country since the 2019 peace agreement was signed. Um, and the, the leaders, the two parties have been playing nice and have been pulling in the same direction. I think in many ways, Frelimo shouldn't worry about being being defeated by, by Ranamo. It's not going to happen, I don't think. Um, but it was something of a rather deliberate steal, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has really undermined the CNE and the SDAE, which is their implementation body. And so the Electoral Council Commission and the guys who are in charge of it, they're now not calling for these guys to be removed um, or to step down because they simply can't have them in charge of another election, considering what a mess this one. It's a very interesting dynamic you paint for us here because... <laughs> All of this happens while the Mozambican economy is thriving low. Speak to us about, you know, what's led to the country's fortunes uh, over this period and just uh, generally. Well, thriving might be overstating it ever so slightly. Um, it is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, coming off a, it's coming off a low base. So the numbers maybe needs to, needs to reflect that. Um, we saw in quarter three that the um, year-on-year growth was at 6%. Um, which is terrific stuff compared to Q2 was at 4.8. And all of this um, has has made us rethink our forecast for the year. We currently have our forecast of the year, forecasting the country to grow at 5.1%. Previously, we had them at 4.4. I think as South Africans, we would love to see those kind of numbers here. Um, But part of the story of why the economy is doing so well, part of it is the the natural gas um, deposits off the Ravuma Basin. Um, there's a lot written about um, the instability in Cabo Delgado and the Total Energies project that is shuttered um, and still hasn't restarted. But Eni's offshore platform, um, the, the Coral South FLNG platform, has been producing gas and has been exporting gas since December last year. And so the main growth we've been seeing is in, in mining and quarrying, which will include the, the gas, of course, um, grew 43% year on year sure. in the third quarter. And so some of the revenues from this from this natural gas is starting to come through, starting to make its way into the fiscus. Um, and at the same time, there is there's been a rebound in in agriculture. Um, we're also seeing some 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 numbers, some growth in in areas that m- might only come through in in, in subsequent quarters or years. Um, some of the um, reconstruction that's taking place, where the tropical storms caused so much devastation earlier in the year. Um, so that might not necessarily go into the numbers right now, but there's a lot of construction taking place. If Total Energies decides to um, go ahead with their project, as we absolutely anticipate, um, it might only start in the first quarter next year. Um, it will take some time before that gas, that project, which is much larger than the any project, will start producing gas. But in the meantime, at the very least, there will be some construction, there will be some gains um, for the country. But gas exports might only come online maybe 2027. But it shows just how much these projects can, can, can contribute towards the economy and how much it can change the picture um, in a country like Mozambique. Again, because they're coming off a low base. Um, but the numbers are encouraging. Um, and they seem to, it, the economy doesn't seem to be paying a lot of attention to what's happening on the political front. Very, very encouraging. Unfortunately, it's all we have time for today, Alo. But thank you so much for taking us through this a very interesting development there for our neighbors in Mozambique. That was Lo Nal, he's senior political analyst for Oxford Economics Africa.